Let's get this W on three. One, two, three. to the W Podcast, hosted by Princess and Love. Welcome back to another episode of the W Podcast. My name is Princess, as usual. I'm here with my co-host, Lo. How are you tonight? Hey, girl. How you doing? I'm good. Long time no talk. Yes. What's been up? Nothing much. Just getting ready for this draft that's finally here. It feels like it took forever for the WNBA season to come back, but we just finished an amazing college season, um, and we're getting ready for the draft. So that's all I'm doing. How about you? I'm good. You know, I'm gearing up to come to New York as well. I'm touching down in your city. Yeah. Um, the <laughs> the draft is, I'm ready. <laughs> I, I know, right? The draft is this Thursday, of course, in New York City. And so this is our, what, last pre-draft episode um, before the new wave of WNBA stars come into the league. And so to toast that off, we have a special guest today. Mm-hmm. Um, she is, she was once a Tar Heel with me, which is how we met and had that bonding time. But she ended her career as an Ohio State Buckeye um, with a very, very impressive final two seasons. And of course, her farewell tour up in Columbus was amazing. We are welcoming Stephanie Mavunga to the show. Steph, thank you for joining us. Of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. So we just wanted to um, have you on the podcast, of course, to just learn a little bit more about you, talk about your path throughout your college career and what you're expecting throughout your professional career. So first, just to get to know a little bit about you, what have you been up to? We know you just graduated from Ohio State, but how are you feeling right now? You know, it's a big step that's coming up ahead of you. What's going on with you? Um, everything's been good thus far. Um, definitely been blessed, kind of just trying to take everything in a day at a time. Um, it's been really hectic, really crazy lately. Um, but so far, like you said, um, I just graduated in May. And so I've been working on my master's. And so I've been trying to do that accelerated. That way, you know, uh, by the time I leave and stuff, I can like be on a great track to graduate again. And so um, my goal is to graduate this summer with my master's in sports management and my undergrad was in sociology. And so um, right now I'm just finishing my classes this semester and then um, God willing, wherever I get drafted, I can get an internship there and then just finish up, have the comprehensive exam and then I'll be graduated. Well, good luck. Congratulations to you. Um, I know how those accelerated programs can be and it's a lot of information packed into one year um, trying Mm -hmm. to finish up grad school, but we wish the best of luck to you. Getting started with the interview today. Um, I did a little bit of research on you, and I was surprised to find out Stephanie is not your birth name. And I don't want to mess up the pronunciation. And we all know you were born in Zimbabwe, so please give us the pronunciation of your birth name and maybe a little backdrop on his meeting. Okay, uh, my birth name is Tafadzwa Stephanie Paula Mavunga. And um, Tafadzwa means we are happy in my native language, which is Shona. So does it bother you when people say Mavunga versus Mavunga? Um, to be honest, no, because, uh, I was talking to my teammates about this actually this year. Um, 
a lot of them didn't even know it was Mabunga till like this year. It's just like mm-hmm. some people have said it wrong throughout the years. I'm not gonna lie, like there was times that I would say my own last name wrong just purposely, just because like I knew it would like get into this like big, oh my gosh, so I've been saying it so wrong. I'm so sorry. I had so many, you know, um conversations <laughs> like that. So, you know, I just wanted to make people feel comfortable. And um, I know it's not like they purposely, you know, say my name, my last name wrong and it's a there's no offense taken. And so I mean, it's Mavunga, so if someone asks me how to say it, I'll tell them, like, you know, it's Mavunga. But um, other than that, if you say Mavunga, like, I'll still, you know, uh, respond and stuff. And so it doesn't really bother me too much. But um, if I'm asked, though, and if I tell you and I constantly tell you or something, then it's <laughs> like, oh, why do you even ask? But I've never gotten mad at anybody, you know, for saying it wrong. Well, I think your name is absolutely beautiful, and I love the meaning behind it. Um, so you are born in, you were born in Zimbabwe. I was obviously coming from African heritage. Um, I'm sure that it has a lot. It's influenced your work ethic a lot as far as you pursuing your education um, mm-hmm. and also your career. And you also come from a basketball family. You have an older uh, brother, Julian, who um, was an Indiana All-State basketball player and plays overseas in Japan now. Um, mm-hmm. So talk to me a little bit about your heritage, about growing up in your household, what are some of the ideals that you had? And I also come from an immigrant family, so I understand how some of the more traditional elders, they mm-hmm. want you to go down more of a traditional path when it comes to your career, whether it be in the medical field or in law or whatever. So how does your family feel about you pursuing a basketball professionally like your brother? Okay, so luckily for me, um, my parents have just always really been supportive, really been in my corner. Like you said, um, traditionally, a lot of people want you to, you know, academics, academics, academics. And so what I try to do, you know, is academics and athletics. And as long as I could show that I was still excelling academically, then my parents had no problem with it. And so um, in undergrad, it was fine because in undergrad, I graduated with um, uh, cum laude. And then um, currently I'm on track to graduate summa cum laude. So it's like, it's been good. (laughs) <laughs> thank you because like my parents are still like proud of that and they know that it's not just oh okay I'm so worried about just basketball but rather like you know the student part of the student athlete and so I'm worried about um you know finishing well academically coming out of here um from a distinguished institution with two degrees and so it's just a blessing and you kind of have to use that to your advantage and so that's what I've been able to do and the work ethic that just comes from my mom and my um dad that they've instilled in me since I was just a child like it's just ridiculous. And so like, I may not notice it every single day, but it's kind of just how I was raised to know, like, you know, we, 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 <clears throat> we excel in everything that we try to do and we push ourselves to our limits and we just try to do, you know, we just try to come out on top regardless of whatever it is, whether it's academics, athletics, whether it's community service, you name it. And so, um, my parents just really kind of taught, taught me that as a young and then they really told me, you know, whatever you put your mind to, you can do it. And they instilled that confidence in me and told me that, you know, the world can be mine as long as, you know, I stay focused and I um, keep God first. And then I just keep continuing to go and, you know, never giving up and staying consistent. Your parents raised you well. I hear that. Um, I know it's also really early in your, obviously you just, you're about to start your professional career, but um, with your background in sports management, working on your master's, about to complete that. Um, do you have an idea of areas within sports that you would love to explore? Because you see a lot of players now that are top players in the league, but during the off season, they dabble with broadcasting or, you know, taking internships with the front office or within the NBA. Um, 
or going back to school and completing a degree. So is there any field that you would love to kind of explore, put, you know, get your feet wet in a little bit going forward in addition to being on the court? Right. Um, so for me, I have three huge interests. Um, first is um, urban youth um, slash foster care. Um, I've always really been interested in that. Um, having friends that grew up in um, foster homes as a as as children, you know, growing up, and so I've always been interested in reaching out and helping these children become the best them that they can be, um, even though they they've grown up in unfortunate circumstances. The second thing that I'm really interested in is cooking, and so. I'm thinking about kind of going to culinary school or um, doing some kind of culinary classes down the line, um, whether I could uh, help that, you know, being like a professional chef with teams or with events or with athletes, you know, just kind of helping them nutri- or fuel their bodies correctly and helping their nutrition, you know, that way they can continue to play and the longevity of their time playing sports can, you know, increase. And then the last thing that I'm in, uh, interested in, which really kind of, I guess, when my sports management kind of comes in, is um, I really love student athletes and um, just kind of building the all around student rather than just being worried about the athlete perspective. And so I think that it's important to be able to help a children or a child to transition from that, you know, college playing days over to the uh, the real world. And so I've always, always really been interested in that, you know, kind of like helping a child um, learn it just showing them the importance of their education and what it is that they can exceed, uh, how they can exceed or excel on the next level and what they can do instead of, um, instead of athletics. And, you know, these kids have played sports all their lives. And so they don't really know too much outside of that sports and outside of their sport. And something that I've really noticed is, you know, we get so caught up in our sports in college and, you know, we kind of really miss out on a lot of opportunities. And so kind of just, helping reach out and giving these kids the resources that will help them excel in their um, second life and past their athletic careers. I'm so, I'm so happy that you're so passionate about all these endeavors. And I'm also glad that you brought up your culinary talents because mm, we are over here, by the way, if y'all do not follow Stephanie Mavunga on Instagram, y'all are slipping because every plate, every dish, every dessert, first of all, do you sell them on campus? Because they're always in like to-go plates or saran wrap. And I'm like, yo, she really making a side hustle off this. I'm also look you up right now. <laughs> so uh, now, you know, I'm, I'm a non-NCAA athlete. So anybody that wants plates, hit me up. I do it for all. <laughs> snacks, meals, breakfast, lunch, dinner, desserts. Like she said, um, that I just, that that's really what I'm passionate about. I really love cooking and really love nutrition and kind of just like, um, just combining the two and like seeing any way that you can help people. And I mean, that's always like a social point, a uh, social tip. People love food. So it's, it's easy to talk about. And it's easy to just try different things. Um, it kind of helps like my personality is just brought out in it. Like there's so many different things that I can try and a variety of ways to make different dishes. And so I just really um, enjoy that. And um, yeah, so on campus, like a lot of people know me for my cooking now, um, the Instagram stories and word of mouth. And so now, yeah, people hit me up. I have the to-go boxes. Um, actually, I have them right next to me right now. To-go boxes, thank you bags, um, the whole customer service. I got that. I got the plastic silverware to go. And so uh, people can just hit me up kind of like when they see something on my story or, you know, kind of like orders ahead of time. It's like, hey, I want this. You know, we talk prices. We talk meeting um, places. We talk delivery options. And 
Um, I guess if the, the more you shop with the kid, the, the easier it becomes for you in terms of prices and stuff like that. Because then if you're doing package deals, then, you know, I'm not going to charge you the same exact price for every single time. And so depending on whatever you want, um, how the, like what kind of delicacy you want, I guess it just, that helps with the pricing as well. And so, yes, anyone can indeed hit me up now. Same as plug, same as plug. So I'm just waiting for you to approve that whenever you get time. Got you here just a second. <laughs> and I want to look at this food. Who taught you how to cook? Like, is this just like a natural? Because me, I, I just don't have that gift. So who taught okay, you that? Like, was it like, you know, your mom you and your mom used to cook together? Like, where did, where did that come from? It's in her DNA. So growing up, like, my parents really cooked all the time. Um, I know me and my little Billy would always be like, hey, um, can we stop at such and such? Or my older brother would be like, hey, I want this, this, that, and the other. And my parents would be like, oh, there's food at the house. And, you know, that's every kid's descent. want to hear that. And so, like, when my parents would make really, really good meals. And so here and there, you know, I'd pop in the kitchen and stuff like that. I kind of like my own thing. Like, you know, there's there's other things that I want to experiment with that, you know, maybe they haven't exper- experimented with or maybe things that they don't eat. Uh, I started kind of at Carolina, actually. So I had two roommates, um, my best friends, Alicia Gray and Jamie Cherry. And so they were kind of like my guinea pigs. I would just experiment, kind of make things um, that I thought I knew how to make or that, you know, I thought were were easy. Things that I, I think that, oh, okay, this will be pretty good. And so I would cook for the room or cook for whoever's around and my experience brought Okay, hold so. up, hold up, hold up, hold up. So I know when you were cooking those meals, you were living in Rams 1. And I was I living in Rams 1. So the fact that I never got invited to get a plate, you should have just never told me that one. Rams 3, they had come. They knew um, one day I cooked for Nate, Isaiah, and their room. Like, yeah, people yeah. knew. So this is what we're gonna do. Let's give her an opportunity to redeem herself. So whatever team, whatever city she ends up in after Thursday, okay, Princess will come see your city. Fly on out <laughs> and just have a nice, nothing crazy. Just whatever you feel comfortable cooking, we'll eat it. No, I want the whole nine. Knowing that I missed out on this three, four years ago, I want a whole spread. No, that's spread. Cool. Thank I you. Can... <laughs> so. Uh basically yeah so I just, I just got better and so when I got here to OSU like um I, I just kind of like was more alone you know I, I spent a lot of time alone and kind of like to get my mind off of things and to, like get my mind to do something else you know I just kind of get it started getting better at cooking and so I started experimenting with all kind of crazy stuff and I just started trying things I had never really tried before and so yeah I just started having fun with that um and they're on something at a restaurant I can make that. I don't even need the recipe. Like I, I can try that, and I'll just kind of experiment. And like I can always try. And thankfully, nothing that I've ever really tasted and be like, ah, that's nasty. And so I've always gotten lucky because I have never technically failed this test. It's been good this far, and so that's kind of how I learned, and I'm still learning. Um, I'm always like trying to like broaden. And so I mean, if you ever have any tips too, I take tips, but uh. Yeah, just let me know um, whenever y'all want to fly out wherever I get drafted to. Yes, just let us know. We'll we'll find out on Thursday, and then we'll make the arrangements. Now we're both on the East Coast. I'm in New York. She's in DC. So depending on where that. Okay. Okay. We're leaning towards the East, right? Can we go again? (laughs) I will see. I don't know. We might have to wait a while for the West. Um, (laughs) 
So obviously the bond that we see here between you and Princess is UNC. Um, mm -hmm. And you're part of one of the best recruiting classes coming out um, from that program. So what was the adjustment like for you to go um, leaving Indiana and joining the Tar Heels? So the adjustment was real easy. I'm not going to lie. Like coming out of Indiana to go to Carolina simply because like the girls that I came with love them to death still like um, communicate with them. I think I talked to Diamond last week. I talked to Alicia yesterday. Matter of fact, I talked to Alicia earlier today. Um, I haven't talked to Jess in a while, a couple months, so I might, I might have to hit her up. Well, I think, yeah, I think I talked to her last month or so. But, um, yeah, so we just came in and we just kind of clicked um, instantly. Um, and so, like, yeah, we knew we came in together. And so you kind of want to stay close with the girls that you came in with because you guys know you're kind of, like, all at the same stage. Like, oh, okay, we're all freshmen. Oh, we just got here, this, that, and the other. And then I was just I was just making friends really quick. And so that was really great. Um, the living situation was fantastic because – like Princess said, like I stayed in Rams one. And so, you know, you, you go downstairs, you go across the street, there's Rams five down there. You know, you can link up with the men's basketball players or you can link up with the football players, the volleyball players. They're all across. We kind of stay in that same general area. So it's like, you know, easy to make friends or um, even non-athletes that kind of stayed in that Rams village. And it, it was just great because it was just like kind of like a, a familial bond in terms of like being right there. And so it was easy because everyone was kind. That Southern hospitality is a real thing. I found that out real quick. And so um, I just kind of loved it down there, um, just being able to have, you know, my quote unquote best friends there. And then my sophomore year was even better. Um, that was my favorite year there. And so then Jamie moved in and, and Alicia, Jamie, and I, we created the whole Sodge, which is Stephanie, Alicia, Jamie. And it's just nice because, like, you can tell, like, what real friends are because, I mean, we still rang through today. Like, I mean, they came here, what, two weeks ago? They came up to Ohio. So it's just, like, when you have friends like that and you have, like, this family kind of feeling, then it's so much easier. You don't really think um, as much of, you know, being homesick or going back home. And then to top that, um, my my mom would come up and my father my father would come up and you know catch games or catch games that that were closer to Indiana as well. And so it was great for them to you know be able to come up and visit me here and there. And so I kind of got that home feel. And then I just had to live with the breaks that I got wherever I could return home. And following the end of your sophomore season, I mean, y'all were such a tight unit. Went to the Elite Eight. And there was so much speculation around why you all transferred. So how was the process of leaving UNC, a place that you had, you know, you met your best friends, you know, you met some amazing people, including me. Like you had such a great time, a great experience. But how was it leaving Chapel Hill and searching for a new program to call home? Why did you leave Chapel Hill, actually? Honestly, it was tough because, like, like you say, you kind of just, you get comfortable. You make this whole new familial bond. Um, you get used to what you're doing on a daily basis. And so you've established yourself at an institution and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, we get up, you pack your bags and have to do it all over again. And just like knowing you have to try to try and get it right all over again. Cause you know, transferring once is something no one wants to do anyway, but then transferring twice is definitely something that's, you know, more unheard of. And so, you know, that second time it's like, okay, I'm kind of locked in like for sure. Like this last time around. So it was tough, um, to say the least, um, leaving my best friends, leaving the institution that I called home for the last two and a half years or so. And so um, I just had to kind of tr trust God's plan and trust my family, trust my decision and, you know, just follow my heart. And so 
I, I ended up leaving and it was very tough, you know, kind of coming out of UNC because I really wanted to make the right decision and I didn't want to go closer to home um, the second time around. And so I only took three visits after I went to Kentucky, I went to OSU and I went to Tennessee. And so those are the only three visits I took. And then I ended up um, coming here to this great institution and here I am. So what attracted you to the Ohio State University other than your proximity to home? But, you know, what did the coaches tell you? What was the culture that invited you in and made you want to sign on the dotted line? Kind of touched on the culture there, that that special the, I mean, we are the Ohio State University. Um, just Buckeye Nation is just phenomenal. Um, the alumni base is just crazy. Like, I can't explain to you. You can yell OH just about every state, overseas, any, anywhere, you name it, um, and somebody will reply with that IO. And so just that feeling of, um, wow, like, okay, my, my, uh, my, uh, university is just really out here and so that was great and then my coaches um I just jailed with them out the gate really really fast and um Joy Cheek was still here and she was at Duke recruiting me in high school and so I, I could kind of remember her for for a while and um so that was good and then like my visit it was just everything and then some like even though I didn't do a lot like I just remember like enjoying my visit, um, getting to know the girls, getting to know the coaching staff. And um, just like, I guess I could just see us um, succeeding and excelling. I could see the pieces coming together and I just felt like I could really fit in. And like you said, the proximity um, to home, all that stuff, the collective effort and the fact that um, OSU is just such a great institution in terms of academics and so much more. And so I could just, see all that and I just thought that it was somewhere I could fit in um from the start in terms of basketball in terms of academics you know with so many with so so many majors here um it was going to be much easier for me to transfer my credits so basically anything I could have taken at UNC was going to be in some way fit somewhere at OSU just because we have so much different um schooling so so mm -hmm. much uh, and it's so it's such a variety and I mean, I can't, I can't even put it into words. Like, I guess all the different things that kind of made me just decide, like, this was, this was home. Now that you know you're approaching going pro, so you basically ended your some of the milestones in your collegiate career include being ranked sixth nationally in uh, rebounds per game, eighth nationally in a field goal percentage, um, and also you came back from an injury and led your team with eleven double doubles this season. So talk about just wrapping up your collegiate career, going on a mini farewell tour, if you will. And what, um, you know, how do you feel about some of the accomplishments that you had? Did you set out to kind of go out with some high stats or high achievements or is it something that just kind of happened naturally? Wow. Like, okay. You kind of just told me some stuff I didn't even know. Um, I didn't know <laughs> the sixth and eighth thing. So that just kind of hit me. So I was just kind of thinking about that, but um, no. Take it all you know, in. For a second. Take it all in. Right, nationally. That's big stuff. Yeah, it is. Um, it's a blessing for sure. Um, so like at the beginning of the season, what I really wanted to do is of course, like any other women's basketball player, you want to win the national championship and you want to come back to Columbus and then that, that meant a lot because uh the final four was in Columbus and so that was at home. And so to be able to play at home and then go out somewhere and then come back and play at home again just really sounded like the perfect plan. And so, unfortunately, we did not – or, we, we, yeah, we did not do that. Um, but, you know, I, I just felt like we had a really good season. Um, a lot of ups and downs in terms of um, 
games and um, I think games that we should have, you know, locked in a little bit more and maybe could have pulled out a win. And so my goal really, besides the national championship, was to just do anything that um, my team needed, whether that was the intangibles. You know, I wasn't so much hung up on that whole scoring or anything else. I wasn't so starstruck on the numbers or anything, but what I wanted to do was anything that my team um, needed me to do. So whether that was get a lot of rebounds in a certain game, whether that was to take over and score offensively um, in a game or whether that was to play lockdown defense, um, anything that my team needed or anything that the coach said, you know, hey, Stephanie, we need you to step up in this way tonight. That's kind of what I wanted to do. And so the rest of the stuff just kind of happened, I suppose. Um, I would just like the biggest thing that I took pride in was rebounding. And um, so I would try to rebound out of my position, try to um, – stop the team from getting other possession, extra possessions, try to get my team extra possessions. And that was just something that like I knew could help us both offensively and defensively, you know, get, getting the stop and then getting the rebound um, so that we could push it in transition, all these different types of things. And so I just took a lot of pride in rebounding. Um, it took a lot of pride in, you know, being a leader, uh, both vocally on the court and off the court, um, making sure my teammates were all right off the court, making sure we're excelling academically. Um, Anything that my teammate need, teammates needed, I just kind of wanted to be there. And so that was my last year. And I think that um, this was by far my favorite year here. And I think that everybody could attest to that. And I think that, you know, we just kind of jilled a lot this year. And we really enjoyed it. You know, it wasn't just about, oh, okay, I'm just here to play basketball. I'm here to win. Um, but we generally or genuinely enjoyed the time that we spent together and we were really, really tight and close-knit this year. And so I really like that about the team this year. And speaking of your teammates, you have two other teammates who are also on the draft board. You have Kelsey Mitchell and Lene Harper, both coming out of Ohio State. How was it playing with them? And even Kelsey, especially, she's such a scoring talent. Um, it, come, it seems like it comes so easy to her. Do you think her skills in scoring and her leadership are transferable at the next level? Because we all project her to do well. But, you know, you being there with her every day, you know, how do you see her progressing in the WNBA? I, I definitely um, can see her killing it in the WNBA just because, like, Kelsey is a really hard worker. She's always in the gym. She loves the gym. And she'll tell you, like, it's her life. And so um, I just feel like anyone that has that, like, you know, kind of has that, like, tenacious ability about them that can kind of just, you know, play hard and play smart and kind of just dice down the game. Anyone that's always willing to work on their um, talent is someone that you want on your team. And Kelsey does just that, you know. She's not really a loud person. Um, she's very laid back, laid, uh, real chill, not very vocal. And so she's kind of like a leader in her own sense, you know. She'll get up and she'll go to the gym or stuff like that. And that's her way of leading, you know, like, oh, okay, I'm getting up, I'm going to the gym, maybe y'all should too, rather than, you know, kind of using her mouth and her words. So um, I think that she'll be good um, in the league, definitely for sure, because just because of her, her work ethic. And so that's going to get her a long, long way. And um, she's always willing to learn, and she's just really open to listening. And um, even if you ever butt heads, like, she's always willing to, you know, you know kind of sit down and talk about it. And so I really like all those things about her. And so I think that she'll do well, and I'm praying for her to do well. And then as for Lene, that's my definitely my closest teammate before. And um, we came in together kind of, and I was her host on her visit. So, like, I was really pushing for her to get here because um, we were 16U USA basketball teammates. So we had played together before. And so I really kind of wanted that feel again. And she's just such a crazy guard. Um, 
to be five six. She's not really five eight like they say. We laugh about <laughs> but uh, be able to rebound like that is just phenomenal. And so um, that's a lot of thing. Uh, something that kind of like a lot of people may not notice, but um, I definitely um, I definitely notice that, and I'm definitely proud of her. Proud of her and that aspect. And she can score. She can do so much. And she's a left-handed guard, and she's so strong. Oh my gosh, she's so strong. She's stronger than me. Um, she's stronger she than the boys down there. Yeah, so that's how she gets those boys and um her work ethic is crazy as well and so that's somebody i love to just work out with love to talk with love to just chill with um that's really a great person so i just really think that her game will translate well in the league and um she kind of has both that you know that that post look and that guard look um of course not so much post in the league but um she's definitely at least gotten to you know be around that and um can really sit down and hold her own Let's switch gears a little bit away from college because obviously your professional career is going to start in uh, 48 hours, possibly. So um, a reality for most women who play professional basketball, whether you're in the WNBA or not, is majority of you ladies will probably play overseas at some point in your career. Um, Is that something that you've given some thought about playing overseas in the offseason or possibly professionally in general? Um, are you ready? Have you thought about the possibilities of maybe where you would love to play and how have you tried to, I guess, mentally prepare yourself for the grind that might come along with that? Do you know any girls that are currently playing overseas or have played on, you know, any of the girls that probably graduated before you or women that you just met in general over your tenure playing basketball? Um, is that something that you've already, that you've given some thought? So I've definitely met a lot of people that play overseas and uh, I'm familiar with a lot of players that play overseas now. And um, they've just really done a good job of, you know, kind of giving me a heads up. But of course, you know, regardless of the heads up, there's always, you know, (laughs) a different type of feel once you're in that situation. And so I have given some thought about it, um, but I'm kind of like trying to just go with the flow like currently. So trying to work on like what's next at each single time. And so of course that's next as well. But um, right now what I'm trying to work on is like the whole WNBA thing. And then after the whole WNBA season, um, God willing, then I can, you know, kind of think about, well, of course not at the end, but like earlier, of course, but I can start thinking about the uh, overseas but um, I, I have signed with an agent, and so he helps me a lot um, speaking about that and kind of, like, finds out, like, exactly what it is that I like, what it is that I can't stand. That way, like, he can kind of break down the situations in terms of, like, oh, okay, is it just about money going where I am or do I want to, you know, kind of be comfortable where I am but still get paid well? Um, just kind of different things that he asks to make sure that I'm comfortable and in the best situation. And so um, I'm de- I've definitely um, given thought to it, yes. Um, I don't necessarily have a favorite country or a preference. Um, I've been able to go like overseas and go like watch my brother play, not Japan, of course, but um, uh, prior to that when I was in high school. And so um, I, I just really like like um, traveling and I'm really interested in traveling. And so to be able to do that and while doing that simultaneously um, with playing the sport that I love and I think that that's really neat and so I'm just kind of really excited for that kind of just taking one step at a time one step at a time and you know just just taking it all in honestly I am a firm believer in going somewhere warm because it's just a lot better for your spirit oh for sure for sure so just saying because I see like I follow um Andrew McCartney and Epiphany Prince and I know they play in Russia and just some of the snow that they have to like trek through is unnecessary. So just if the options present itself, just saying. 
<laughs> right? yeah, uh, snow snowy snapchats and i've seen beach snapchats and uh, i gotta say the the beach <laughs> snapchats yeah, appear to beach outside even if it's like in the mountains just something warm and just sunny um another interesting stat actually a fact that i found out actually through princess is that you have a sister-in-law that plays in the wnba currently um mm-hmm. jeanette mavunga Mm-hmm. I don't want to say Mavunga because I feel like that's no, so. Not Jeanette, now that we now that we know better, we gotta do better. <laughs> y'all good, y'all good. Y'all just found out you're gonna triple sometime. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she actually just returned to the Indiana Fever as a free agent. So, um, talk to me about the conversations that you've had with her about uh, entering the league. Has she talked to you, giving you some advice, maybe some inside information that? you know, everybody else in the public eye may not know, but it's like a kind of like, you know, within the sorority of the WNBA things that she should look out for. And have you guys even thought about the possibility of maybe suiting up together and playing alongside each other? So um, I actually talked to her earlier today, like anything that I need kind of like WNBA, like even like the little stuff, I just kind of like reach out to her. So literally earlier today, um, I was talking to her about how I'm going to Indiana tomorrow and I'm going to be working out there all weekend. So I'm like, you know, something slight, like, Hey, can I get a couple of, like a couple of WNBA walls? Cause like I mean I have some here in Ohio, but like uh like I just wanted like some to access like while I'm back home as well. So like even like little things like that, someone I could just like, you know, um I guess have easy access to quote unquote. Um that's just right there and can really help me into like, you know, being in the family. And um of course, like, you know, um <laughs> Everybody in Indiana is like, oh, my gosh, what if you and your sister are playing together, you know? And, I mean, I, I, I'd i say, like, you know, it'd be great to play with my sister wherever that may be. Um, but another thing is, you know, whatever God has in store for me, I, I will, you know, kind of gladly take that route. And so whether that's in Indiana or whether that's anywhere else in the WNBA, um, I'll definitely be happy and um, will take full advantage of whatever opportunity presents itself. And so um, – Jeanette does a really good job of helping me out. She tells me like, you know, she won't give like a biased um, opinion and she'll just tell me like straight up exactly what it is that I need to know. If I have any questions, she's always saying that her, her line is open. And so that I can always reach out to her no matter what it is, even if it's something small, something big, I've talked to her about workouts. I've talked to her about training camp, Mm -hmm. um, nutrition, gym memberships, balls, basketballs, anything like it's just, you name it. I just uh, could have a extra resource that's, you know, really helpful and that's, you know, going to be cutthroat and tell me um, exactly how it is, you know, rather than sugarcoating it and tell me what I want to hear. And staying on the topic of getting advice from uh, WNBA players or current players or even past players, um, in 2015, you were part of the USA basketball team, including, um, that including Brianna Stewart, Kelsey Plum, Ryan Jefferson, Elena Coates, just to name a few. So, um, what was the mentorship like that you received from WNBA players, the more veteran players that were a part of that squad and coaches as well? Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we really had um, a really nice, um, I guess, time out there. And like just whether, whether we were, you know, on the court or off the court, I just really feel like we really gelled together well there. Um, like you say, you mentioned Stewie and you mentioned Mo. They're fantastic players. I mean, coming out of UConn for national championships, I mean, they're really decorated. You name it, they, they, they've they done it. And so um, being able to be um, going against Stewie every single day in practice definitely, um, you know, kind of challenges your game, especially at that at that stage and at that level. Um, she's definitely a, a very 
great talent. And so um, being able to be around her and kind of just like watch the way she trains or goes about her day, um, being with Tiffany Mitchell and players like that, just kind of like seeing like how dedicated they are in different aspects. And um, just like watching, um, for example, watching Tiffany's nutrition was just insane to me at that time. Like while everybody else maybe wanted to go get sweets and all that stuff, she's really strict on the way she eats. And so watching that and just kind of like, you know, knowing like that's a professional mentality and someone that can stay so dedicated and disciplined to that was just very impressive to me. And um, I just remember Mo just being like, go, go, go. Like she was just very, um, I don't know, her motor is just out this world. Like it didn't make any sense to me. Like she was just always like energetic and always brought energy um, to two practices, no matter what time it was. Um, she was always ready to go. Anything that we needed, she was there. And so just like kind of watching the older players and then being um, around such such great coaches um, and Lisa Bluter and Scott and um, coach um, Michelle, like just watching, just being around them and kind of just listening to them and hearing out their, hearing out what they had to say and listening to their advice. That just really helped me um, even in that week or so just become a better player and see what it is in my game that I could work on to better me. I wanted to go back, backtrack one second because I was looking at Michelle Vopel's most recent mock draft. And everybody knows Michelle Vopel is like the guru of the WBA when it comes to writing. We love and so the 14th pick in the the 14th pick in the draft goes to the Indiana Fever. And your name is sitting beside that. Mm-hmm. So is that exciting for you? Is that like, I know you said you'd be blessed to play anywhere, which is the greatest mentality to have. But wow. come on, that's in front of your home court. That's like your, you know, hometown area. Like we said, the sister relationship. Shout out to National Sibling Day. Like you got to yeah. be feeling something, Steph. I'm feeling like I'm getting the the professional answers like what are you really feeling right now I mean honestly like I said like I've never gotten a chance to play with my sister outside of like pickup so and I and I really like playing with her um it's really nice to be able to work out with her like kind of have like somebody that's just like okay like I never really had like a sister at home with me like um growing up and so like to have that sister presence like like I mean it's just I guess what everybody dreams of um of course, it's it'll be crazy kind of playing against her, so to say, if um, I were to go to a different team. But if I were to play with her, you know, it's kind of like at least I have like somebody around me that can constantly help me um, at all times and she could be right there. And so let's say I need extra work. She can go in there with me. Not to say that like other players from other teams can do that, but it's just a, a different feel, you know, when you have a family member rather than a best friend or a teammate. And of course you build that sister bond, um, as time goes on with like different teammates, but I mean, it's definitely exciting. Um, I would be blessed and I would really love to play in front of my family. But like I said, like, any other team, like I, at this point, I just really want to get drafted to somewhere that really wants me, somewhere that really needs me, and somewhere that's um, just kind of willing to take a chance on me and like really uh, grow me as a player. And so um, I try not to get too much into the mock dress because they're they're always so different from what actually happens. And so so many mock dress have so many different opinions. And so I kind of just like okay, I don't want to pay too much attention to that because then I get all excited. And then let's say Thursday, I'm thinking, oh okay, I'm going to a certain team, and all of a sudden that draft uh, or that that pick goes by and maybe my name isn't called, then at that point that I'm kind of in a frenzy. And so I don't want to have that feeling. I just kind of want to go in with an open mind. And then when I hear my name called, you know, I kind of want to say my prayers, be excited about my family and, you know, be ready to cheer on. So if that's Indiana, blessed. If that's anywhere else, blessed. And I'm excited for you 
you know, to get that phone call and enter that career. So congratulations to you've accomplished so much on the college level, USA basketball, and still so much further to go. Um, thank you for joining us on this episode. What we do every episode when we have a guest on is we're like music heads, you know, all up in the culture or whatever. So whatever is on your playlist right now, like whatever song you got on repeat, that's the song we got to go out to on this episode. That's a good question, man. I wasn't so. I know your personality. I know your height. I don't know. My teammates tell me I listen to crybaby music, so I'm trying to see. Oh lord. Yeah. Pull up. No, we need some. We need some. I just got drafted. I'm feeling myself. You know. <laughs> that's what we need. You know what? Nice for what just dropped. So I'm gonna be that person. So it's just like you know, it just kind of has that feel. It's it's a little it's a little riled up, and I mean, you can't you can't go wrong with Drake. So um, I've been playing that a couple times. Um, like I'm a professional now. Why well, I gotta be nice to y'all? Yeah, like nice for what? Or like these guys <laughs> acting like nice for what? <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, that that's 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 the that's the song we gotta go out to. So again, thank you so much, Stephanie, for joining us. We are going to play Nice for What for all the ladies out there. You are embarking on the next stage of your career. We're so excited for you. Excited to see all that you're going to do in the WNBA and in the world. Well, when you come to play the Liberty, okay, if you are not a member of the Liberty, where can people follow you and reach you? What are your social handles, website? Where can people get in touch with you? Okay, so my Instagram and my Twitter are both S M as in Mavunga A Visa Victory U N G A underscore two three. So S Mavunga underscore twenty three. Those are both my Twitter and my Instagram. My Snapchat is Steph Mav twenty three. So S T E P H M A V two three. And I think that's all. Facebook is just my name, Stephanie Mavunga. Nice. And as always, you can catch us at the W Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can catch me on at Beyond the W on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And Princess, where can everyone get in touch with you personally? You can look me up on Instagram at Princess B Streeter and on Twitter at PB Street underscore. All right, sounds good. Thank you, uh, Stephanie, once again for joining us. Princess, I will be seeing you in like less than 48 hours. I'm excited. Thank you party. Guys. I hope you guys enjoy your time in New York. And thanks again for having me. I really appreciate it. For sure. All right, you guys. Thanks for listening. See you soon. Louisiana. Murder on the beat. Something for y'all to cut up to, you know? Yeah. Everybody get your roll on. I know Shorty and she doesn't want no slow song. Had a man last year, life goes on. Haven't let the thing lose, girl, in so long. You been inside, know you like to lay low. I've been people what you bring to the table. Working hard, girl, everything paid for. First, last phone, bill, car, no cable. With your phone out, gotta hit them angles. With your phone out, snapping like you Fable. And you showing off, but it's alright. And you showing off, but it's alright. It's a short life.